On this week's episode, we're going to recap last week's Black Caution episode and also segue into a conversation around comfort zones and the benefits of breaking through yours. All right. You're listening to The Joshua Mentality. Well, hello and welcome back to another week of the Joshua Mentality. I am your host, or I guess the only host here, Joshua. And it's so good to see you all again another week, another hump day, if you are indeed listening on this Wednesday. Um, As always, you all know I like to start off with a little week recap. So this is week number 16, all right? We are in the sweet 16 with only about, I guess at this point, I can say 15 of these bad boys left, all right? But the good news is it is football season, so that's always a plus, right? <laughs> that's always something that kind of gets me a little bit uh, excited and, and distracted if I'm not careful. So y'all y'all uh, keep me accountable so I won't lose my mind here watching too much football. But other than that, it's been a great week, and I hope you all have had one thus far. If not, you still got two days left okay so make it a good one and if this is your first time checking out this podcast i want you to know that this podcast is really geared towards helping us all identify purpose and define success in life that's something that's very important Um, and it segues up to the joshua mentality which is really around helping us all uh, live the life or experience the life we were created to live all right i thought it'd be cool to start off this episode with some updates that I don't I've been talking about this a few weeks now and, and if, if you feel like I'm, I'm overdoing it <laughs> shoot me a message tell me Joshua you're talking about that too much but I don't think so I think it's it's very exciting what's happening with this new series if you are unaware and you you haven't been uh, checking us out I started a, a series on YouTube called Black Caution And we've just been kind of circulating it on all social media platforms. And the response has been quite, uh, quite incredible. I mean, it hasn't been anything like, you know, millions of of, of views or anything like that. But just sometimes you you have an idea, something that you want to do, and you, you kind of put it off. I'm talking about myself in third person here, by the way. You kind of put it off for so long. And then when you finally do it, it's like, what the heck was I waiting on? Like, what what was I waiting for? And that's kind of been, that's why I said the response has been incredible. Uh, because what I keep hearing uh, kind of over and over is that, man, we needed something like this. Which blows my mind, right? Because there's so much content. Like, there's there's a, just a vast amount of content all over the internet. And so to think that something like this you know, the response is that's this is we needed something like this or this was uh, vital for the culture or man that you got something great here. You know, those kind of things are I find to be really uh, encouraging, but also uh, humbling. And I, and I guess the, the last word that comes to mind, I also find it to be a little bit of a, a convicting I guess I guess that's kind of the word I'm looking for and I'll get into that here a little bit later but first let's start off with some updates so we released episode two last week and I'm telling y'all if you haven't checked this out yet if you have not checked out the black caution series you you need to go do it because 
you, you're missing some great opportunities to laugh, number one. Because you know, I, y'all, if you know me, you know I love to laugh. But also, you're missing some really good conversation between men that I don't think we get to peel back the curtain and see enough of. So this past week, though, I want to kind of recap something that happened on this week's episode because I thought it was cool. Uh, cool and a little bit, you know, sad at the same time. And I won't spoil it completely for you, but you'll have to go check out the episode. But the the main point that I took away and that really kind of stood out to me is we we got into a conversation around like affection between fathers and sons and between men in general. I think the question that we were fielding at that time was kind of, you know, what can we do? And the word like intimacy came up. And, and men helping each other out and, and really, you know, holding each other up. And one of the gentlemen on, on the set said, you know, I think it would just be go a long way if for another man to look at his brother and be like, you know, man, embrace him and say, you know, you're my guy. I love you. And so we got into a conversation after that that was all, actually that wasn't even on our list. I just kind of heard it and I kind of veered left because that's just how my brain works. So I asked the fellas, how many, how old were you is what I asked them. How old were you when you got, like the first time you got embraced by another man that said, that, that said they gave you a hug and said, man, I love you. You're my guy and I'm here for you. Like how old were you? And to a man all across the board, we all did not receive that at all until we were in our early 20s. 20 years through life. And this baffles me, man, because I got a son now. Like, I got a one-year-old son, and there's not a day that goes by when I don't pick that little boy up, and and he probably hates it because I, I, I probably overdo it. I probably overcompensate at this point <laughs> with the amount of love and affection I, I give him. And, and it's not, it wasn't really... I don't even know if it's on purpose. Like, it's not because I think about my life and then I'm like, okay, I, I got to make sure I do this with him. It's just, I look at this little cute kid and I'm like, he's mine. Like, how can I, how can I not? And again, he, he is, he is my son. So he is not, he is not huge on affection. <laughs> he's like, dad, give me some kisses. Then, all right, let me go, please. But uh, he is receptive. He's just not, he, he ain't going to sit there and let you kiss on him for, for too long. But point is, I think about, he's one years old. I think about, what if I just never did any of that? And he had to wait until he was in his 20s. I think the first, uh, the first gentleman on, on the, uh, in a discussion, he said he was 24, 25, you know, somewhere between, somewhere, somewhere around there. Man, nah, I can't. I just I can't even imagine my son going that long before getting uh, a hug from from his dad or or from you know another male figure saying, "Hey, man, I love you. I'm here for you." And that, but that was the general consensus. And so I bring that up for for several reasons. All right, number one, I think y'all need to go check out that that episode. If I haven't said that enough, I think you need to check it out. It is something that. I think you I think you will enjoy all of these episodes because they kind of they're taking their like they're almost like in a climactic form. They're going forward. Uh, but number two, I was curious, man. I know there's a lot of men who listen to this and I'm just curious. And I know I know I can't hear your answer, but 
Think about it. When was the first time you received an embrace like that? I'm really curious. And if you want, you know, shoot me a message. I mean, you can go ahead and uh, actually I need to give that text line out again. If you if you want to, to send in your response, uh, when was the first time you, you know, you, you got embraced by another male figure said, hey, I love you. You're my guy. Go ahead and text that in to 407-476-6045. Again, 407-476-6045. I want to know. I want to know when was the first time you, you received that, received a hug from your father or a father figure or a male figure that you respected? That's my second question or second point. But third, man, we have to change that. We have to change that. Because I remember I, I was, I think, 21, 22 when it happened for me. And for me, it happened at the church. It was uh, the, the pastor that was that was welcoming uh, people into the church. Didn't even know me and gave me like this bear hug. And I was taken aback. I was like, dude, who, who do you think you are, man, hugging me like that? Like, what's, what's wrong with you? I thought I thought something was wrong with him. <laughs> like, think about that. Think about that. I thought something was wrong with this, this man because he embraced me with love. But where I'm from, that ain't love. That's like, that's funny. That's like, you know, I think we used to call in back in the hood, like, you got sugar in your tank. And that's just, it's, it's. What's the word I'm looking for? It is dangerous and toxic. I think I know that I know the whole toxic masculinity thing has kind of gotten it's, it's gotten kind of overused in a negative way. But I, I mean it in its proper f- format here in this conversation, because that's exactly what I was suffering from. I had no idea what it meant to be a man. I knew what it meant to to um, defend myself and defend the insecurities and, and kind of mask that with what I thought was was manhood so that no one would ever try me or so that I wouldn't be considered weak, you know, because when you're growing up in, in environments that are, are similar to the ones I grew up in, you have to hold your ground. You can't, you can't be, you can't be soft. You know what I'm saying? So I can see that I was suffering from that, but it just amazes me. It amazes me that I wasn't even receptive to that. And it amazes me that I'm probably sure in a lot of the communities of those listening, you probably went through the same thing. Some of you listening to this still haven't had that. And we have to change that. We have to change that because there's nothing wrong with embracing your brother, telling him you love him. I got friends right now who, when I call uh, my homeboys and we're on the phone, uh, they'll be like, man, I love you, bro. And I got to admit, at first, that was really weird for me. At first, that was really, really weird for me because and I think this is not the sole root. Like, this is not the only reason, but I think this is a, is a huge part of it. A lot of, of what we determine as love growing up is akin to sex. So love and sex are kind of synonymous. So growing up, you only tell someone you love them if they are the opposite sex and you, you know, you, you mean that in a romantic way. Like love was only seen within the romantic um, aspect of love. Never was love really like, and you can't even say I love you. It's like, 
and I got love for you or, you know, some kind of off, <laughs> some indirect way. Like you couldn't say it directly because it was so uncomfortable because the only love that, that we knew or we associated was romantic love. And that highly frowned upon. But I think that's, that's kind of at the root why it's so weird. And why at the first time, you know, my boy did it on the phone, I'm like, I don't even know what to say to this. And you know, you want to hear something even more crazy? My grandfather, still to this day, because I try it. I try it. On, <laughs> I experiment with him all the time. He will not say I love you back. He will not say it. And one day I need to ask him that. I haven't asked him because I don't want to put him on the spot. But one day I need to ask him, hey, when I tell you I love you, why don't you ever say I love you back? Just, be, just because, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not trying to embarrass him or put him on the spot, but I want to know. I want to know what was his relationship like with his dad. Actually, now that I'm saying that, I need to ask him that the next time I, I speak to him. That might be a very uncomfortable conversation, but that's another thing. Like, we don't have these kind of conversations. And if you really want to get deep, you all know I'm a man of faith, so I, I think it goes even deeper. I think it goes into the spiritual realm where there's, uh, spiritual realm where there's there's like uh, what we call these generational practices, some called curses. But a curse, you know, really at its root is just negative behavior rehearsed from one generation to the next. So I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet a large lump sum of money that my grandfather's father didn't tell him he loved him, didn't embrace him. I've I, I've I've only. I've had to force hugs out of my grandfather and they're like the one arm, you know, three pats on the back, get away from me type hugs. It's amazing, man. And I, I get it. I'm probably never going to be a proponent or someone that is just, you know, 10 second holding another man hugging like that. That's just not that. I will never reach that point. <laughs> that's just not that's not going to ever happen for me. But I, but I, I think we should be able to at least give a sincere, genuine demonstration of affection. And we have to rewire our brains. If you're listening to this, and you're someone that grew up like I grew up, I'm speaking. I'm mean like, I, I'm speaking directly to to our community. Now, if you're someone that you you know you didn't grow up that way, I think that's awesome. Number one. But if you did grow up that way, we have to rewire our minds to be able to embrace and understand what true affection is and to heal some of those misconceptions and tainted viewpoints on what affection really is. And that, I mean, it hurt me when I got married. I didn't know what affection was. I thought affection was, was, was sexual, not, not just, you know, showing affection without any expectation of anything physical. Like we have to completely rewire our brains y'all if you're someone that has experienced what, I, what I'm explaining happened to me in my life if not then you need to help us <laughs> help those of us that have have had this challenge and that leads to I think the second part of this and I'm gonna end with this this next point overall point and that's around our comfort zones a lot of this will require us to come out of our comfort zones and I want to challenge you to do that and maybe it's not in this area. 
Maybe it's in, you know, another area. Maybe it's in going after that, going back to school, going after that educational opportunity. Maybe it's in, you know, communicating differently with your, with your spouse or with your friends or being more in touch instead of isolating or going out to, to a, a gathering and engaging more instead of, you know, withholding. I don't know. I'm just throwing out a bunch of possibilities. But whatever it is, you know, you know the area in your life right now as I speak that you feel a, a, a calling, you feel a pulling to step out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's in your growth. Maybe there's a certain area. You know, I, I look at life within seven kind of critical areas. Maybe it's maybe it's in your your spiritual walk. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's in your, you know, in, in that community space I mentioned, in your network. Maybe it's stepping out and getting a mentor in your network. Or going to join a chamber or a network event where you can grow. Maybe it's in your profession, stepping out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's that job that you hate that you need to step out of your comfort zone and see where you can, instead of disengaging, you know, and, and being, <laughs> the, and, and I know it's easy right now, but instead of disengaging, how about you engage and see what can I learn, even though I don't really like this opportunity. But what can I learn from this to, to advance me to the next opportunity? Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe the comfort zone is, is a budget. That, that was, I mean, I, I can take y'all back to, I think I've already talked about that before on here. How getting out of my comfort zone and actually doing that totally changed the trajectory. I mean, totally changed the trajectory of my, of my financial future and my family's financial future. My kids won't have the same, they won't grow up with the same financial challenges I had. No. But it all started with stepping out of my comfort zone and budgeting. But maybe it's in your physical or mental health, wherever it is. I just named all seven areas. But wherever, wherever it is, I challenge you to step out of your comfort zone. When I walked through those doors and that man gave me a hug, that was very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. But I kept going back. I could have said, no, nah, I ain't going back there. Y'all got y'all got some weird y'all got some weird people in <laughs> y'all have some weird people in that church. They want to give hugs? Men giving men hugs? What is this? But no, I kept going back, even though it was outside of my comfort zone. And and before long I started looking for that. I started looking forward to that. And now I hug all my dudes. All my guys, man, I, I'm, I'm dapping them up and giving them a hug. And now I, I feel like, honestly, I'm a better father because of that. Because I have no, no bones about showing my son affection. And so you never know with that one little step out of your comfort zone. What great benefits, what great fruit, what great opportunities it can bring for you. Even if you don't accomplish whatever it is you think you want to accomplish. I was writing this in, in my book this morning, which, by the way, you all are going to love. Listen, that's going to be I'm not even going to get into it. Let me stay focused. <laughs> I was just writing that this morning about how when we even when we fail, it is an accomplishment because we took action. And failure is not an endpoint. I know we learned that in school, but it's not an endpoint. It's not it's not a reflection of your value. Failure is nothing more than a notification, no more than on your phone when you get a notification. Failure just says, hey, you're either going in the wrong direction. It notifies you're either going in the wrong direction or it, it, it notifies you you need to try again. 
reapproach. Get better and reapproach. And so even if you step out of your comfort zone and you sink a little bit, it is worth it. So this week, I want to I want to encourage you. Think about the areas in your life that you are being called out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's something small. Maybe it's listening more instead of being stubborn. Maybe it's putting your pride aside and humbling yourself. Maybe it's, I don't know, spending some alone time and reading. Working on the anger. I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing out a bunch of thoughts here. If it stings, then it might be an area that you need to look into. But if it stings, it's not to down you or, or, or to cast any aspersions about you. It's to help you move towards the success that I believe is, is waiting for you. That's what this whole thing is about. I want you I want you all to experience the life you were created to live. Thank God that man gave me a hug when I walked through those doors because now I experience, my, my experience in life got better. You get what I'm saying here? I hope this is resonating. I hope I hope right now in your mind you're thinking about, you know, an, a space, an area that you need to step out of your comfort zone. And the last thing I'll give you here in the last 30 seconds before we wrap up, if you struggle to step out of your comfort zone in this area, no shame in that. But here's what I'll tell you. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Even with waking up early right now, my, one of my, my, my best friend, he's doing the same thing. He's waking up early, but we text each other. We call each other. We, we, we encourage one another. Don't do it alone. If you don't have any friends like that, find your circle. There's plenty of networks in, around you that you're not even aware of that are, are willing to help you and come alongside you and help you move out of those comfort zones. Because on the other side of your comfort zone, there's greater life. There's greater value. There's greater purpose. And there's a greater step forward towards your destiny. All right. That's it for me this week. I want to thank you all for tuning in again another week. I hope you found this to be valuable. I really do. That's why I show up every week. And so let me know if you found this to be valuable or do do me a, a, a even better favor. Go on and, and make sure you give this a, a like or a star rating five if, if you think it's worth it. And um, also leave a comment, man. Let us know how we're doing and what you're enjoying about this this uh, podcast so other people can can see your comments and want to join in as well. All right. That's all for this week. I'll see you all here at the same time, same place next week, reminding you that success is your destiny.